On the very day that I had come to this conclusion, I was standing at the Criterion Bar when someone tapped me on the shoulder, and turning round, I recognised young Stamford, who had been a dresser under me at Bart's. The sight of a friendly face in the great wilderness of London is a pleasant thing indeed to a lonely man. In old days, Stamford had never been a particular crony of mine, but now I hailed him with enthusiasm, and he, in his turn, appeared to be delighted to see me. In the exuberance of my joy, I asked him to lunch with me at the Holborn, and we started off together in a hansom. "'Whatever have you been doing with yourself, Watson?' he asked in undisguised wonder, as we rattled through the crowded London streets. "'You are as thin as a lath, and as brown as a nut.' I gave him a short sketch of my adventures, and had hardly concluded it by the time that we reached our destination. "'Poor devil!' he said commiseratingly, after he had listened to my misfortunes. "'What are you up to now?' "'Looking for lodgings,' I answered, trying to solve the problem as to whether it is possible to get comfortable rooms at a reasonable price. "'That's a strange thing,' remarked my companion. "'You are the second man today that has used that expression to me.' "'And who was the first? I asked. "'A fellow who is working at the chemical laboratory up at the hospital.' He was bemoaning himself this morning because he could not get someone to go halves with him in some nice rooms which he had found, and which were too much for his purse. "'By Jove!' I cried. "'If he really wants someone to share the rooms and the expense, I am the very man for him. I should prefer having a partner to being alone.' Young Stamford looked rather strangely at me over his wine-glass. "'You don't know Sherlock Holmes yet,' he said. "'Perhaps you would not care for him as a constant companion.' "'Why, what is there against him?' "'Oh, I didn't say there was anything against him. "'He is a little queer in his ideas, "'an enthusiast in some branches of science. "'As far as I know, he is a decent fellow enough.' "'A medical student, I suppose,' said I. "'No, I have no idea what he intends to go in for. "'I believe he is well up in anatomy, "'and he is a first-class chemist, but... As far as I know, he has never taken out any systematic medical classes. His studies are very desultory and eccentric, but he has amassed a lot of -of out-of-the-way knowledge which would astonish his professors. Did you never ask him what he was going in for? I asked. No, he's not a man that is easy to draw out, though he can be communicative enough when the fancy seizes him. I should like to meet him, I said. If I am to lodge with anyone, I should prefer a man of studious and quiet habits. I'm not strong enough yet to stand much noise or excitement. I had enough of both in Afghanistan to last me for the remainder of my natural existence. How could I meet this friend of yours? He is sure to be at the laboratory, returned my companion. He either avoids the place for weeks, or else he works there from morning till night. If you like, we will drive round together after luncheon. Certainly, I answered, and the conversation drifted away into other channels. As we made our way to the hospital after leaving the Hoban, Stamford gave me a few more particulars about the gentleman whom I proposed to take as a fellow lodger. You mustn't blame me if you don't get on with him, he said. I know nothing more of him than I have learned from meeting him occasionally in the laboratory. You proposed this arrangement, so you must not hold me responsible. "'If we don't get on, it will be easy to part company,' I answered. "'It seems to me, Stamford,' 
I added, looking hard at my companion, that you have some reason for washing your hands of the matter. Is this fellow's temper so formidable, or what is it? Don't be mealy-mouthed about it. It is not easy to express the inexpressible, he answered with a laugh. Holmes is a little too scientific for my tastes. It approaches to cold-bloodedness. I could imagine his giving a friend a little pinch of the latest vegetable alkaloid, not out of malevolence, you understand, but simply out of a spirit of inquiry, in order to have an accurate idea of the effects. To do him justice, I think that he would take it himself with the same readiness. He appears to have a passion for definite and exact knowledge. Very right, too. Yes, but it may be pushed to excess. When it comes to beating the subjects in the dissecting rooms with a stick, it is certainly taking rather a bizarre shape.